So welcome everyone to our very first episode of Live at the Commons. Um, this is going to be a monthly podcast and video series that unpacks what it means to be a freelancer and an entrepreneur here in the New York City area. Um, and we'll also highlight local communities and business owners. So um, I'm going to be the host, of course. I'm Beth Wiesnanger. You guys know me. I'm a community manager for Fiverr based here in New York. Um, we have two guests today on our show, of course, and I'm very excited to introduce you. So uh, if each of you guys could just say who you are and what you do, that would be fantastic. Whoever wants to start. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> sure. So my name's Alex, um, as you guys know. I am a writer, editor, and social media marketer on Fiverr. Um, I also do a little bit of stuff on the side off of Fiverr along the same lines under different business names. Um, and I live in Brooklyn, and here I am. Yay. What neighborhood? Uh, Cobble Hill. Well, it took a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn Heights, Cobble Hill is like the, you know. Very cool. Same thing, yeah. Awesome. Gotcha. I'm Jenna. I'm the community manager for Brooklyn Commons, uh, both our PLG space and our, well, our fat, Flatbush space. Everybody yeah. knows it is Flatbush, and our Bushwick space. And what um, is PLG for people who don't know? Prospect Lefford's Garden. That's my neighborhood. It's a yeah, neighborhood yeah. that didn't exist. <laughs> then they just yeah. showed up out of nowhere. Now it's there. Um, yeah, it's super cute too, though. Yeah, I like it. it's really cool. There's a coffee shop right um, near the Commons location called mm-hmm. PLG for Prospect Leopard Gardens. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. You should check it out. I know Drink PLG. That's the wine shop. Yeah. Mm, those are my people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here. Um, Jenna, I'd love it if you could explain a little bit more about your role and at the Commons and also what the Commons are for people who don't who don't know. Got it. So Brooklyn Commons at its heart is a co-working space in both locations. Um, we have 84 offices in Flatbush and 87 here. Um, and both of which have conference rooms and we have um, event spaces as well. But at our heart, True and Blue, we're co-working. And what that means basically is that we provide space for people that otherwise would be working from home or Mm -hmm. working remotely somewhere else or coffee shops and things. The difference between working in a coffee shop and co-working is basically where I come in, is the community factor of it. You know, you work in a Starbucks, the person next to you may work in a Starbucks every day as well, but you guys don't know each other. So here we bridge that gap. And so you get to know who's around you. And that's my job is making sure that the person in office one knows exactly who the person is in office two and makes that genuine connection a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm a community manager too, obviously. And I like to think of myself almost as a business matchmaker. So somebody who uh, facilitates relationships between people who maybe otherwise wouldn't have them there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, Alex, I'd love for you to share your story about coming to New York City and becoming your own business owner. I think a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening can really relate to it. So it's always sure. good to hear. Um, yeah, so I'm from Albany, New York. Uh, after I graduated college, I went to work in Albany, just coming back home, figuring out what I'm going to do with my life. And I worked in politics for two years, state politics. And after two years, um, I kind of had enough of it. Uh, it was, you know, it, it, it was good. I learned how to write press releases and everything that I now do today. So it was definitely like integral to what I do today. But cl- as like a classic young girl, I was like, I'm going to get up and move to New York City. And that's so cliche, but that's what I did. So I came down here. I had a job lined up at a PR firm. 
Um, I will not name the PR firm. No. <laughs> I stayed for one month and I just absolutely hated it. And I never really hated something as much as I hated that. It just um, did not click for me, my personality type, anything like that. So I, I quit it. And at the same time, I had been doing Fiverr over the last year. My last year in Albany, I had started on Fiverr just as like a little side gig type of thing. Just something to buy like an extra shirt with every month or something. So when I quit my job that day, uh, I had like a freak out, went to four museums by myself all day. And while that was happening, I was like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I just moved down here. You know, everyone's gonna laugh at me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to move back home. And Fiverr, I was like, all right, why don't I try and see what I can get out of this platform? Maybe I can make more than $50 a month on it. So that's exactly what I did. I um, sat down, thought about the different skills I could offer, like press release writing, blog writing, editing, so many other things I offer now. And um, everything kind of fell into place with it. And I guess it's been, oh man, I don't know, three years, almost three years, two years of doing oh, wow. that now. I feel like I'm getting old, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm still here basically because of Fiverr, so. That's awesome, and yeah. you recently joined the pro platform. Yes, I did, that's been amazing. Um, being a pro seller on Fiverr is really just awesome. The, the clients are great. Um, I get to put more work into my, or more time into my work, which is really nice. Um, I like to actually take my time with the blogs. I get to research and kind of work with the client on it since it's a higher price tier. So yeah, everything is great. You were it. telling me recently yeah. one of the projects you worked on was this comprehensive journal oh my about gosh. whiskey, right? No, it was about rum. Oh, okay. Same thing, kind of. Actually, no, this guy would kill me if you heard me say that. But, um, <laughs> it was on Caribbean, strictly Caribbean rum, and I had to, I helped him write a guide on it over the whole last month, which was really fun to be able to do like a bigger project for once yeah. instead of all the little ones. And um, he found me through Pro, so it was really good. Now he sent me a lot everything. of rum riddles every day. It was, <laughs> it was funny. Now you know everything there is I know, to know. everything about rum. I just wish I liked it. <laughs> I told him, I'm like, write me back if you need a vodka guy. No. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, the theme for today's talk is, is about community. I think both of you are really great representations of um, what community can do for somebody. Um, and I'd love to just start by asking you, what does community mean to you and, and how would you define community? Oh. You want to go first as the community <laughs> manager? <laughs> um, for me, and I guess this stems from kind of like what I do and not necessarily my own community. Mm -hmm. I think community within a space like this is finding um, common grounds between people. And mm -hmm. that may not be in every facet of their life. Like for a lot of people here, they like football, I don't, you know, like <laughs> they may like rum, you know, I don't. So there's, but there's something that we can right. get along with and there's something that can bond us. And, um, finding those things and building upon those, you can bridge gaps between people so much better and so much faster. And so I think community to me is common ground. But uh, before that, like another thing that's really big to me is that our members are heard and valued. Mm -hmm. So it's not enough for me to just say, hey, we're gonna do these community activities. Like, hey, office one through ten let's go and play kickball and they're like we've never ever told you we wanted to play <laughs> kickball you know yeah. <laughs> taking the time to like suss out those common grounds and then act upon those so i think community starts with listening listening primarily and then acting upon those 
Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's good. Yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, as a solo entrepreneur working from home every day, which I probably should look into a co-working <laughs> space so we can maybe talk about that after. But uh, for me, community is kind of like my sanity and like my communication channel because I it's just me you know, hanging out in just my little space every day. So mm-hmm. community is like what I tap into to make connections with people, to uh, just kind of get ideas, find support, um, help other people, that sort of thing. So I have like, my community is like a virtual community right now, um, but it is my sanity because otherwise I'm just sitting home alone all day. So I think community is like very important for people to feel like connected to other people and part of something and and like everything she said is is right too like um you know making connections helps you know foster productivity between people definitely for me so yeah yeah and this kind of plays into that too but specifically as a freelancer or a business owner as an entrepreneur which i know you are and i know the people who use co-working spaces are why is it important specifically for those people yeah, I think, well, it, it's important for them because it's an easier way for, I feel like, for people to tap into resources mm-hmm. that they otherwise would have to just, like, reach all over for. I would waste all their time all day. Right. Um, like, with Fiverr, so many different resources are provided to me because I'm part of that community, whereas if I was on my own, you know, Fiverr acts as, like, my marketing department, my customer support department, my financial department, all these different things. If you're in a nice community web or just kind of, uh, like, provided to you as everyone's looking out for each other or should be yeah in a community yeah Yeah, definitely yeah i mean even on like the back end when it comes to kind of our in-house staff and what it means to work around so many people that do things like this Mm -hmm. um even though we have two buildings and in total 170 something offices we are literally a staff of nine people and that includes like our maintenance staff we are very very small and so while we are small we're mighty but you know we're not equipped with everything we need and um so we've been trying to figure out i'll just give you an example of what community does for me we've been trying to figure out how to do a building directory forever Mm -hmm. and forever i've been here for six months (laughs) um forever for six months exactly it feels like forever but because it is co-working, you know, the turnover is high. Some people are just here for a month. Some people lock in for years. You never know who's going to be here. Right. So how do we do a directory that can be changing but um, still informational, you know? And so I've been grappling with this for a while. And then one of our guys comes out of the office, and I was talking to him, and he was like, we need a directory. I was like, I know, I know, I'm working on it. And he's like, you should do it with stickers. And I was like, oh, like, that makes sense, you know? <laughs> like, thank you. And now, so he's like a, he's, um, his name is Tony Watson. Plug him in. <laughs> and he does, like, graphic design and things like that. But he works with a sticker company and all these sort of things. So now he and I can work together and get this done way faster than I could have ever done on my own. And I think another part of the community, especially in um, when it comes to freelancing and things, is really circulating money within that community. Mm-hmm. Because, you know... Emotional support is awesome, but yeah. moving finances throughout your community is just as important. Um, and I guess the long-term goal is really making sure, I think with my job, my job is to make sure that everyone knows who everyone else is mm-hmm. so that money really never has to leave the building. There's, I, I picture Brooklyn Commons becoming a place where you don't really need to have outside meetings because there's always going to be somebody here that can do that for you as long as you know that they exist. Yeah. 
I think another thing that I always think about when I think of communities is when you work in an office with, with co-workers, you often take for granted how if you have a question or you need someone else's input, you can just turn to your left or your right or walk across the room and ask your colleague. And I know for me, my colleagues are some of the most valuable people that I have in my life. So I think what's really great about building a community, whether it's virtual or in person or bringing people together who might not otherwise have that office environment, um, it's that aspect of education and really inspiring each other and making each other better that you wouldn't get on your own. Definitely. Yeah, Yeah. no, definitely, for sure. Awesome. Um, how has your community, and you can take that to mean like your neighborhood or Brooklyn or the community in the co-working space or Fiverr or whatever, how has it in, inspired you, both in terms of the people you surround yourself with and, you know, the community in which you, which you live and work in? Um, I mean, I guess for me, like, every day I'm definitely in inspired by the people I encounter online, uh, sometimes in person, but mostly online, just because, I don't know, I feel like just it's natural as a human if you meet someone else doing something that kind of resonates with you, it, yeah. it, it inspires you to think about what they're doing, like, I guess, so, for a good example, um, is I write a lot of press releases for people who have Kickstarter campaigns or GoFundMes or Indiegogo, you know, the, there's like seven of those sites now. And um, I learn all about their story because I have to write a press release for them. So by the end of it, I'm usually so inspired by what people are either doing or creating or donating. I end up donating to a lot of the things that I write for because it's so like, wow, I didn't know that was happening or anything like that. So definitely for me, I'm inspired like on a daily basis just working with other people in the community because I feel like I don't know when you just learn about other things that that people are doing you just think to yourself you know could I do that or could I help assist them that's how I work anyway that's awesome yeah. that's awesome um so I didn't know what co-working was until I started working here mm -hmm. no clue it was like yeah. responding like like normal Brooklyn trying to get a job type of way, right? Responding to like a Craigslist ad for the reception at Brooklyn Commons. And I was like, cool, you know, I'm in school, whatever. I'll just take like a little job. And lo and behold, six months later, now I'm running this community thing. So um, I think what's inspiring about it, being in co-working spaces is seeing other people hustle. Mm -hmm. And seeing other people's work ethic makes you work harder. Yeah. Um, which is, tiring too because everyone else is really like you know busting their butt and you're just like okay all right another hour you know um seeing other people's work-life balances are really interesting as well mm -hmm. um and then like getting to know people and really knowing people so seeing people's kids like so many people have kids that i just didn't know existed until they just walk in with this small human <laughs> i'm like who is this you know but seeing them come in and having the self-discipline to come into a space and make a living for their family um, is is enough for me to want to show up for them. Yeah. What inspires you both about Brooklyn specifically? Oh, Brooklyn. I love Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like for me, I come from a very small town in upstate New York. Don't get me wrong, I love my, my small town. I was just there this weekend, so I'm not... Uh, putting it down or anything, but what I really love if about anyone from there's watching. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I'm not because I I will probably end up living there again one day. But um, what I love about Brooklyn is you're just kind of like free to be. This is probably a cliche answer. Free to be and wear whatever you want out of 
your apartment. When I'm home, I kind of think twice about what I'm wearing before I walk out, just because I know different people will make certain comments if it's a little too over the top or adventurous or something like that. And I really love when I live, when I walk out of my apartment, I just don't have that feeling. I, I know I can do whatever I want, start singing if I want, which is can sometimes be annoying if people walk by and they're tone deaf when they're singing. But um, I can just be, and that's okay. Do you ever see someone walking down the street and get inspired by what they're wearing? Oh my god, all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, all the time I'll pass people and I'll see something. So I'll even ask, I'm one of those people, I'll be like, where did you get that? Yeah. And I'll go and get it, honestly, because um, all the time I'm inspired. And there's, a, there's an art space right behind my apartment. Um, it's kind of famous, the art space. Uh, local artists are allowed to utilize it for different things. Like this coming weekend, there's a going to be a display of pit bulls with flowers on them, and it's supposed to like destigmatize the oh. violence of pit bulls. And um, I walk by that all the time, and there's a new art display in it every time, and I'm just like, wow, people are so talented and creative. It yeah. blows my mind. And I just will pass it, and I'll be like, this inspires, like, back to that point. Like, I'm like, wow, someone did that. Yeah, <laughs> and thought yeah. that of. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. You know that I find to be interesting about Brooklyn? I'm from Brooklyn. Like, born and raised. Oh, okay. Moved to D.C. for, like, four years, but... Like Brooklyn's home, so for me, Brooklyn's my small town. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's just home. But what's inspiring is people that aren't from here, and people that come here from wherever they are and kill it. Like that is what what fuels me because people come here with some people come here with you know with everything, but come, some people, most people come here with just a dream and really just do the do it. You know, and I think that's. That's a charge in itself, you know, and maybe it's that they see something in the city that I just don't, you know, being that it's home and um, knowing that they moved here and risked everything versus I'm just taking it for granted. So yeah. I think just seeing other people grind out and win is awesome. You know what inspires me? I always love, so I'm not from here originally either. I'm from San Francisco. Um, and my favorite thing is when I have family or friends come and visit here who, who haven't spent a lot of time in Brooklyn or New York and kind of seeing it through their eyes for the first time. Um, I think like, you know, you work every day and you're hustling, like you said, and you're on the go. And sometimes you get into this, this pattern of I'm taking the train and I'm going to work and then I'm taking the train and I'm going home and you don't people always joke about how New Yorkers don't look up and like mm -hmm. see anything like around them. And so when someone else is here, it's almost like I can pause and look up and, and see the magic for the first time, you know? And it's, I fall in love with it every time I have someone new here to experience it through them. And being forced to do like touristy things. Yeah, or just, you know, take the time to stop and uh, say, hey, that is a cool building that my dad is taking a picture of that I'm like, oh, dad, you're taking another photo. <laughs> but when you stop and look, you're like, yeah, that building is amazing and unique and something you would never see anywhere else. I mean, Brooklyn and New York are places that are their own. There's no other city in the world like it, you know? And, yeah. and everything about it is just so distinct and unique and it's nice to be reminded of that, you know? Definitely. Cool. So what kind of resources um, can your community provide for you? Uh, once you find your community and your niche, what can what can they do for you? Okay. Um, well, I guess right now my community's Fiverr. Mm -hmm. So I know I already touched on it before, but 
Fiverr pretty much provides me with everything. <laughs> so I'm really lucky uh, that I found Fiverr because when I do things outside of Fiverr through my small business, it's a lot harder because um, I'm kind of working on my own a little bit, still trying to nail down my own community. I mean, really when I'm working on my own, I, I rely on my families, my community. I'm, I'm lucky so I yeah. work with my mom and, and do things like that. But uh, I guess an easier answer from a Fiverr standpoint, um, the Fiverr community provides everything. I, I have a customer service support. I can just talk to the Fiverr team um, if anything is bothering me or anything like that. I have uh, buyers I can talk to that I know so well now that they're like family members if yeah. I need to talk to them or consult them on something. I know other sellers on there if I want to compare an experience or if I need their advice on something. Um, I have the Fiverr like financial system that takes care of all clearing the funds and, and getting it to me in a timely manner. And um, best of all, Fiverr's like my marketing department. It bring, fields me clients, which is just nuts. Yeah. So. <laughs> Do you find that you've taken the skills that you've learned from your experience on Fiverr and apply them to your new business? Oh, definitely. I almost, I'm like, am I stealing? No. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Fiverr, it's great because I kind of have like a protective shield between me and people. And I've learned so much now that when I'm talking to people without that shield, I definitely feel like it's way more professional and to the point and uh, just better than it was two years ago. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. It's also just made me more of a, like, stone-cold, like, female boss. Like, just get out right. of the way. That's cool, too. <laughs> I know that, too. Um, do you want to switch out the thing, or...? You know that now. I, I did it when you. Oh, you did it. I didn't know oh, okay, cool. Yeah. He's a fast guy. Awesome. Um, Brooklyn Commons itself. I'm talking about a company, right? Because I guess that would be my first, my first uh, community. Has been awesome. Um, earlier this year, my best friend and I started a nonprofit, which would have never gotten off the floor if Brooklyn Commons didn't provide me. They gave me storage, they lent me the event space for us to throw this elaborate thing, they gave me all the tables, all the chairs, um, they let me put a donation box in this space, and so, like, I don't know, I, I took full advantage of the company. And they're just so supportive, you know, mm -hmm. and because I guess it comes from the size of us, like, we're only nine people, so you either support each other and get on each, you know, help each other or you fail. So right. um, our first community, my first community is like an insulating community. So we always have each other's backs. And um, besides, you know, donating things, we tell each other about anything that's going on, um, share experiences with clients, best practices about things, um, and really just listening to members' feedback. Mm -hmm. um, because even though I do both spaces, I can't. There's no way I could do this by myself. Right. And so I enlist like the the space coordinators at the front because they're like the water coolers. You know, people just come and hang out there, and so they hear every frustration, they yeah. hear every idea, every suggestion. So tapping into them gets me better um, understanding of my secondary community. Yeah, it's interesting you say that you, you couldn't do it alone because I think that that's so true for anyone, like any entrepreneur, business owner, or just person on the planet, like, it's impossible to do anything alone. And that's not to be, you know, I'm not saying that to, as a negative statement or one that takes away power from an individual or 
or you know their business acumen but it's just you know true success i think is best celebrated with others you know and mm -hmm. it's um it's definitely true um so let's say that i'm new i'm new to brooklyn i'm new to new york um i'm starting a business and where can i find my community like where do i even start where should i go besides fiverr <laughs> just in general. I mean, <laughs> just in general. Well, you did it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, the short answer is I found it through Fiverr, of course. But I guess the long answer is um, it's been, since I work from home every day, it's definitely not as easy for, I haven't, like, made tons and tons of friends, like, people I know who work in buildings. It's, like, an instant, you know, 20 new friends or something like that. But... I guess I've built up a, a supportive, like, entrepreneurial community from just going to a lot of entrepreneurial events, mm. um, a lot of them, like, through Meetup or Eventbrite. Uh, I've gone to a lot of networking events. I've gone to some workshops, some different learning. And you, you know, hosted Meetups, too. Right? Yeah, and I host Meetups, too. Yeah, so I do that now, and that's how, that's how I meet a lot of people, actually, now. But starting out, um, I just went to a lot of uh, things I found online that other entrepreneurs would be at because... Only they really kind of understand the, like, like everything, you yeah. know, only they understand certain things that are annoying to me or whatever. Cause people who work in an office don't want to hear me complain about how I can wake up whenever I want. Like, <laughs> please shut up. Um, so I guess it's kind of like a work in progress, but it's just kind of getting yourself out there for me and going to events and shaking people's hands. Yeah. And then there's Fiverr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, meetups are a great resource. When I was living they are. still in California, I had a meetup as well. Yeah, and it wasn't even entrepreneurial. Um, it was just for something that I was passionate about, and I think that's a great way to meet people in a new place. It really, sure. no, it really is, and you don't have to deal with the awkwardness of like a pre-established friend group that you're trying to like, yeah break into, Infiltrate. go into. Yeah. It's a bunch of other people like you who are mm -hmm. just like, oh my gosh, friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um. I am not a networking person, which mm -hmm. a lot of people find to be weird because it's like, oh, you're a community manager. You yeah. have to talk to everyone on the other side. I don't enjoy talking to people. I enjoy talking to people, but they have to know why I'm there. Right. You know, I don't like to walk into a room and say, hello, I'm Jenna from Brooklyn Commons. <laughs> Look at this great thing. I'm all, No, it's not me. Um, so I would say for someone that's like me and doesn't enjoy those sort of things, trying things out but slowly so mm -hmm. if you're trying to figure out whether or not you need a co-working space you know something like croissant um that sort of app that you can buy time versus commitments um and getting a feel for different spaces because co-working spaces are becoming so niche um that you can find exactly what you're looking for yeah. you know if you want to do wing and it's all women or you want to do somewhere like Blueprint and Co. that's like super um, incubator type of space. It really depends on what you're looking for, but try it all, you know, yeah. I say try it. And then once you find a place, tailor it, you know, go in. Because the whole point of co-working is that we're, um, what's the right word, responsive to what our members need. And so uh -huh. if you find a space that fits, but you want more and you want to be more engaged, Put yourself out there. Say something about it. You know, be very vocal about tailoring your experience to you. You want more friends? Ask for some more social stuff. You want to be pushed um, and challenged in your career? Ask for more panels. Ask them to bring in people. Because 
I know that's how we we roll here, but I'm sure other spaces yeah. go above and beyond because it's so competitive. You have to know that you are always, as the as the member, you're always in control of what's happening. You know, like you may think Brooklyn Commons is like this huge corporation or whatever, but we're nothing without our members. You know, and yeah. no space is, is anything without their members. So yeah. take, I would say, take home, like hone that empowerment. You know, and know that whatever you want, at least it. Yeah. Meet whoever. Be open and go after what you want. Yeah. And you're already starting a business, so you got yeah. that part down. So now <laughs> you just need to talk to people. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Let's say that we're successful now. Like we've started a business, or maybe not a business, but we're living in New York, or we've moved to a new place, and we're kind of getting in the groove. We found our local, our people, our niche, right? How do we give back to our local communities? I think you have to try. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we moved here, when our when we opened here, um, one of our huge things and something that we came up against a lot was that we were just this huge signal of gentrification, right? So we took this old building, we made it into this building that we are now, and um, I went out to nonprofits and things, and at one point was screamed at <laughs> because she's like, "You're bringing up my rent," and I. I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, but it mattered to her that we took the time to meet with them mm-hmm. and to say, hey, we're not here to ruin your community. We're here to be an asset to your community. So tell right. us what you need. Um, I think it's very difficult or not difficult, but just lackluster to throw money at people. Like, yeah, yeah you're super successful. You did it, you know, but talk to people, find out what they actually need. And giving back means for this building, I think one thing that we are going to look into is like an intern program because mm-hmm. we have so many people doing super dope things that teaming up with a local high school or something is one way to give back. Yeah, and that kind of harkens back to what you were saying about being a community manager. The most important thing is to listen. So listening to, you know, not just the individuals who are utilizing the resources you have, but the community as a whole. What do they need? What are their voices? And being conscientious of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, definitely. I think for me, um, as like a different perspective being a on my own, like how do I take something that's virtual and, and, and make it tangible, I guess. Um, what I really try and do and I especially do this at my meetup is I try and just pass pass it on the knowledge and everything that I've learned because I feel like sometimes like fiber's this little special gem that I found that's I'm able to make my own schedule, I'm able to set my hours, I'm able to work as much as you know, it's it's so I feel so blessed that I feel a responsibility to pass it on to people. So um, anytime I talk to anyone, no matter wherever they are, if they imply to me that they're struggling or that they're, they feel lost or anything like that, I take the time to sit down and I explain Fiverr to them because there is something everyone can offer on Fiverr, truly, with just putting in a little work, of course. And um, I definitely put it on myself to pass on that knowledge because I'm like, I have this knowledge and I need to pass it on to the incoming community. You know, it's better for everyone. It makes their lives better. And it's, it's better for me even to bring more people into this community. So the more people who are in my community, the more they have to offer me. That it, It's that sort of thing where I think it, it betters everyone. And just from an from an obvious standpoint, I feel like the skills that I've come to, to really perfect on Fiverr and that, um, and, and this is just like an obvious way to give back. I, I do you know, press releases for people for free sometimes or 
Uh, if there's a cause, any way I can help with writing, I, I also do that too. So awesome. it's like the two ways, yeah. Yeah, two way street. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, do you guys have any last thoughts on community and what it means and how it applies to living in Brooklyn and working in Brooklyn? I, I would say for me as like a newcomer here, um, it's very important because it's very easy to feel lonely in the cities. Everyone is on their own path at 180 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get off of it, you get run over. Mm -hmm. So I would say for me, it's incredibly important that I have my virtual and in-person community as just, and I know I keep saying this point, but like as an emotional point, I just get, it gets lonely doing what I do. So I would just say to anyone, if they were coming here like I was, uh, really try and integrate yourself into both an in-person and virtual community. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there's so much to do, you know, and um, I say that very cliche because I do the same things every weekend, like <laughs> staying with the same people, the same bars, same everything. But there's other, there's a bunch of things to do in this city. So you That's can always. You found your community. Yeah. Your niche, you know? Yeah. And I've had the same friends since I was like, too. So, like, um, but for those that don't have that built-in system, you know, um, be I would say be proactive about it. Yeah. You know, find out what it is because you're not the only person that likes it. You may not be the only person um, who likes to knit with their hands behind their back. You know, there's yeah, other yeah. people out here doing. I don't know if that's actually possible, but there's someone out there. Yeah. You have to seek them out. Totally. And you'll find your people. Everyone finds their people. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, thank you, Brooklyn Commons, of course, for hosting us. And make sure, if you're listening, to check out their location. It's a beautiful space, um, both in Bushwick and uh, PLG. Um, stay tuned for our next podcast, of course. And if you have any requests for our topics for the series, leave them in the comment section. And until next month, keep on doing. Awesome. I love that. Do we clap? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>